Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everybody. This is Jerry the King Lawler. That's right. WWE Hall of Famer, Jerry the King Lawler. And you're listening to Sports Guys Talking Wrestling. I don't know why you're listening, but you are. When they're not covering the sports world, they're talking about the world of professional wrestling. It's Sports Guys Talking Wrestling. Now with Justin Simmons, here's Stu Myrick. It is Sports Guys Talking Wrestling on the Horn, 1049 AM, 1260. Stu Myrick, Justin Smash Simmons back together again. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, man? See, I, pretty good, that's I played Goldust entrance music Did you really? for him, so I <laughs> figure, you know, I'll give you the... Give you the same truth. I didn't I th- play. I, th- th- I thought you might have added that in post or something. No, it, I played it right there. Now I did not <laughs> play the the old natural theme, you know, because he he had voiced his displeasure with that back when they used it for that Starcade event they had last uh, last fall. It's so, not a good. It's not. It's not exactly uh, that. That Goldust theme is just perfect. It is. It is. And 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 I I gotta once again thank Goldust uh, for coming o- coming by and. We spent a long time talking, had a great conversation. Yeah, it got he, pretty deep. It did. It did. And it was it was exactly what I was hoping it would be. And um he was fantastic. And we're gonna have him back on. Uh he wants to come back on. I told him, you know, hey, you you give me the signal, we'll put <laughs> you give me the signal. You, you we'll give you th- we'll give you the third mic. We need, we need to have uh we need to have him on when we talk with Dave and then do the whole like Texas wrestling retrospective. That's true. That and, would be a I'm good one. On, I'm working on that, by the way. That should be our, our special at some point. Yes, the Texas I wrestling am. retrospective. When I was in Denton for um, for VIP wrestling, of course, saw the saw Ross and Marshall Von Erich. It was mm-hmm. great to see them. Met Miranda Gordy. Oh the, yeah, the I saw the daughter, photos. The yes. daughter of the late great Terry Bam Bam Gordy, sweet girl. Um, and also talk to our good friend Rick Manning. So and he is chomping at the bit. So I gotta I gotta call him and get an interview with him. And then we're gonna we're gonna work on this uh Texas wrestling world class wrestling retrospective with uh our, our good friend Dave LaGreca. Because I mean we've heard some of the stories from um from Manning, but yes. I'm sure he still has a couple locked away that oh. we haven't heard just yet. Between him and James Beard, I'm sure we get some good stories. Man, just uh, like what was going on in the ring, because they're really like, besides the people that are working, they're a big focal point of the match because they they're the one that starts it and stops it. So yeah, I, I mean ju- they're they're the traffic cop. Yeah, exactly. So I could just imagine like they have some great recollection of what how those nights went. Look, I can tell you, you know, having been up, having sat. And listen to James Beard and Killer Tim Brooks just trade stories. <laughs> I could do that for three hours. I mean, and not not even blink. It was it's fantastic. So Your eyes might get a little dry though. We'll we'll get yeah, that's true. <laughs> we'll get we'll get that we'll get that stuff put together one of these days and, and get that going. Before we get into our SummerSlam preview, of course, we've got to mention uh the passing. We've lost another legend this week. 
uh, Jim the Anvil Neidhart passed away at the age of eighty. Uh, excuse me, sixty-three. Yeah, rather um, young. Rather, rather young. He was a he. We knew he had been having a few health issues. Nothing big though. But uh, so this was somewhat untimely, somewhat of a surprise. And, um, you know, a member of the Hart Foundation, of course, founding member of the Hart Foundation with Brett the Hitman Hart. Fantastic wrestler, singles, tag team. I remember him debuting in Mid-South Wrestling oh, before, yeah. he even, before he even showed up in, in World Class, in WWE. And, you know, of course, he trained in the Dungeon, and he's... Where he worked in several territories back in the day before he showed up for Vince. So, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers <laughs> to Natalia. I'm sorry to laugh. I was just thinking, like, back in the day, my cousin, uh, he's four years older than I am. He's a little, he's a little bigger yeah. uh, as well. So, like, huskier, you know? And so when we were kids, we used to pretend that we were the Heart Foundation. So oh, really? I would be Brett. He would be the anvil, nice. and it was just all like, "Oh, I just had that memory," and it's like thanks to this guy. So that goatee and the laugh, just, yeah. Oh, the laugh is fantastic. That's that that laugh with Jimmy Hart's laugh. I mean, there's that's it's unmistakable. It really is. Did so, you uh, catch the revival pull off the heart attack in the middle of their I match? Did. I did. That was I'm that thinking was a that nice, was a little gesture for them. Well, you, you know, the revival is very old school. You know, they love and so they. They are big on the old school legendary tag team wrestling, and uh, you know, so it is. It wasn't unexpected that they would do that, but it was a nice tribute to to the Anvil. So, again, thoughts and prayers to Natalia, his daughter, as well as the rest of the family and friends of Jim the Anvil Nightheart, uh, leaving us way too soon at the age of sixty three. So. Um, the Anvil has had seen his share of SummerSlams back in the day. And, of course, we are coming up on SummerSlam this Sunday from the Barclays Center. It's uh, going to be on WWE Network starting at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. Is that kickoff or that's... That's the main card. The kickoff. <laughs> it's getting as bad as the Super Bowl. Uh, uh, but this is re- like their second Super Bowl. It they have is. like two big shows a well, year. Well, but I that's think the now. thing. Yeah, you they've got two. There's only one Super Bowl a year. They're they're having, you know, two, and they're gonna do this with all four. They're gonna do this with Survivor Series and Royal Rumble as well. But the kickoff show will air at five PM Eastern, four PM Central. What? So it's two no, hours. No, no, no. Yes. That's too much. Two hours. Two hours too yes. much. Well, that's why they put three matches in the kickoff show. So I mean, uh, how much can you possibly hype up one event on the day of? I, you know, I, I agree, but is it they, is it they, mean I guess for me to f- say that like while I love wrestling, there is such a thing as too much on one day I, of the same product? Well, imagine being in the live crowd. Well, we have. I mean, we sat through some yeah, of those shows. Yeah, I mean, summer. And, I mean, WrestleMania. It just wears this you is, down. It, it grinds you. It does. I mean, I I fear for whatever. The main event will be. I, I suspect it will be Roman and Brock. You know, but. I think that's what wrestling fans are kind of like. They're kind of like marathon runners. 
You know, people that run marathons and then they like to display that they run marathons and people think they're a little weird because they display their pride with the stickers yeah, and they stuff. Got this, yeah, the, right. You know, it's a grind on their body. It takes endurance. And that's what it kind of feels to be like a WWE wrestling fan sometimes for these pay-per-views. It's just that it's it's a special thing because it only happens once a year. You're going to wear You're going to get a t-shirt. You might buy a sticker. You're going to put it on your car maybe. Right. And you're going to sit there and try to go through this marathon of a yeah. card for five to six hours. In this case, you're probably going to be sitting there for seven to eight and that doesn't include getting to the venue getting up there prior to the gates opening and then waiting in traffic to get out and and they're in brooklyn by the way yeah that does not sound like a fun time (laughs) no i can only imagine what wrestlemania is going to be like in in next april i know you're already saying you don't even want to go well i'm i'm going to be in new york for ring of honor yeah we're going to hear from joe Coff and carrie silken later about ring of honor in new japan selling out the garden which fantastic but but that's the that's that's later on let's let's get so they have three pre-show matches you've got rusev and lana taking on andrade cian almas and his business manager zelina vega that's so unfair this this program could be so much higher on the card well it's kind of i don't know it, it seems a little rushed but it's because they kind of fell into it, but like they yeah. worked well together, and yeah. like the storyline is something that since you have four players and instead of just two, there's so many marads that or there's marad ways that you can actually go about uh, determining which path you want to go down. True, and I feel that with the talent that Almas has, because I mean he's really good. He is. I really mean he's good. he's going to be if you know things pan out obviously but i really do feel that he will be either a heavyweight or the universal champion at some point in his career um that him and rusev will be meeting again later down you know a couple of years from now when things mean more that's very that's very possible I but would, i'm just kind of sad that it's me. so high see look they're 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 even showing it to us right now like there's so much that can go on in this match there is there is and, and let us not forget about aiden english that is the X factor, and because of that, I'm thinking it's going to be uh, Almas and Vega going up on this one. Yeah, I'll go with you on yeah, that. That's that just, just seems, seems logical. This seems like the perfect time if you're really going to tear them apart in every way, shape, and form. This is uh, when you would do it, right? For the WWE Cruiserweight Championship, can we for once can we see the Cruiserweight Championship on the main show? Does it have to be on the pre-show? That would really help add to the legitimacy well, it of would, the brand. It would just help, yeah, it boost 205 Live, probably put some more eyes on it, because it's going to be a great match. It's you sad, got, too, because you have a lot of guys working really well at 205 Live right you now. You do. You do. I mean, they just added Leo Rush. Of course, the champion, Cedric Alexander, one of our favorites. Yes. His opponent, Drew Gulak, but they've got a bunch of, they've got some great talent. I mean, now that they have a Tommy down there, he had that hard-hitting match with Ali, and Ali's good. I like watching him wrestle. But yeah, yeah, they have a lot of... Noam Dar is coming back. Yes, exactly. They have a lot of superstars that could really be, they have a lot of entertaining guys. They do. If they would just be given a chance to show a little bit more of their personality, I think. But in this match, I'm I'm glad to see that Gulak has finally gotten to this point right. where it seems like he could legitimately win this thing, and there would be nothing wrong with that. I think he's one of the best talkers that they have on 205 Live. I agree. I agree. However, I think Cedric's keeping the title. I'm going to go with Gulak. You're going to go with Gulak? I think okay. This is, I it think wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I, I feel that Alexander 
kind of got the belt just because of the whole fiasco with Amore. And yes. He kind of benefited from but, the fact that there wasn't really an established superstar in the wings for right. when he came back. He yeah. could just jump back to the top tier you, of the by, division. By the way, you heard he said he is not wrestling ever again. Yes. I think I think wrestling fans everywhere will rejoice. <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to miss no. him too much. And then for the Raw Tag Team titles, the B Team, Curtis Axel, Bo Dallas defending against the aforementioned Revival, Scott Dawson, Dash Wilder, the old school guys. I got a feeling it's the the B team's going to run out of magic. I, this is I, it? I think the revival is taking it. I, I even don't after know why. last night, even after Raw, after they stole that victory, the B team. That's it. I think they stole the victory because there was a third team. That team being the, the leaders of worlds. Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. But it's not like they lucked into that. No. In the sense because they had pre-gamed about that. They even spoke about that before they even been, went out. And it's I think they're highly, smarter than we give them credit for. I think they are. I think it's highly entertaining. But I just get this feeling that the revival is due. So uh, I think I'm going to go revival. How, how long has the revival been back? It hasn't been that long. It's been, what, a couple of months now, yeah, maybe? It's been a couple months, but I think it's time. Think- it's time. Have it already to put them at the top. Would after that make them? Would that make them the first team to win the NXT Tag Titles and Raw or SmackDown? I that is a great question because I can't think. I'm of anybody, trying to think. I can't think of anybody that had won the team even as separate competitors. Yeah, everybody's been pretty much tag teams, right? Yeah. Like straight up team teams. No, right. double that might superstars. Be. That might be. Anyway, I'm going to go revival. All right. Well, I'm going to say the B team wins this thing. I think they're. I think somebody up the uh, up the ladder really likes what they got going on with them. I do too. And <laughs> it wouldn't. It wouldn't hurt me if they if they stay tag team champions. And I think the crowd's gotten behind them a little I bit too. I think so, and now, that's not, what kind of helps keep I this going for them. Still wish they would have kept the old music instead of the pseudo spirit squad <laughs> feel music. But yeah. hey, you know that's that's just me. Somebody else made that call. Constable Baron Corbin who still looks like he should be serving apple teenies down on Rainy Street. <laughs> That's uh, giving him a lot of credit on that aesthetic look. Well, he might know. be serving at Applebee's, maybe. Yeah, maybe that. Uh, taking on Finn Balor. I'm just because just because I, I think they've got something else in mind for Corbin, I think Balor goes up. I'm hoping that Balor wins just because I feel that with Corbin getting the upper hand on the go home show before SummerSlam, it just kind of feels that, and, and since he has that administrative power, it feels like he's really been just dogging on Finn Balor, and I think this is where the payoff comes. So Balor will win. But uh, did this little program do anything for either guy? No, especially for Balor. I feel bad because he won the title. Had to give it up twenty four hours later because of injury. Exactly, and he's nowhere near the title picture yeah, ever since. I agree. I agree. And do you think it's just because maybe, and because I think it's safe to say that Vince is still calling the shots. Oh, absolutely. We see a little bit more influence from, I, I, I want to say, Triple H on, on what we're starting to see little by little. But I, I, is I think it, you is are. It, is it because Vince doesn't think that a guy of the size of Balor could conceivably hold the title? That's my guess because he had he got injured the first time they gave it to him. Yeah, as soon as he saw that, it was just like injury yeah. risk. Can't have him hold the title, right? So, I I still think yeah, but I think Balor's going to go up, and I hope we see Balor contend for a title, whether it's the 
Universal Championship or even the Intercontinental Championship for that matter. Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens. If Strowman loses in any way, DQ, count out, pinfall, whatever, KO wins the Money in the Bank contract. Wow. If they if they let Owens win this match, that crowd is not going to be happy and it's going to set the tone for, for what's going to happen later. I have to admit, though, I'm very, and if anybody out there is a huge fan of Braun, I don't, I don't mean to disrespect you too much, but I'm just impressed by how many people are legitimately happy in cheering a guy that just crushes things. Well, it's, it's one of the, see, you of, even left. That's what all, no, that's all he right. does. He just, he comes Go back. in, he smashes stuff. He doesn't, he, he has a couple of jokes right. here and there, but he's just a big dude that crashes things. You go, okay. He's here's gotten a, much a, better in the ring. Let me compare it to this. Back in the day, the old Late Night with David Letterman. Yeah. The, I mean, we're talking on NBC before he went to CBS. When he would drop stuff out of the, out of the fifth story window, mm-hmm. like, you know, dropping TVs and watermelons or whatever, that was fantastic. That was like, that was like, Gold comedy there. <laughs> but it hadn't been done there before. Right. This has been done before. I still think Braun is... It's just one of those things. Braun is... It's Braun. He's guess, a monster. Okay. He's staying a monster. I, I'll say this. The, the beauty of Braun, though, has been that it was an organic love from the WWE yes. universe when yes. it came to his star rising. Mm-hmm. But it kind of feels almost like the Hulk Hogan thing back in, in the AWA. It's like, when are you going to give this guy the belt? If he's the most popular guy, pretty much, because they don't want Reigns. I'm sure we're going to talk about that here yeah. in a little bit, right? Yeah. But the crowds, I mean, you hear when he comes out, everybody's like, goes crazy when his, when his song hits. It's, all, it's not Steve Austin level. I'm not sure if we'll ever get there again. No. But it kind of gives me that, that feeling that yeah. it's like, oh, these guys, everybody really came to watch this guy in some way or form. Uh, I just don't think... That he wins here. That's just Do you it. You think KO wins? Yes, because it just okay. seems that there's too many people that can come into this match and mess it up for Braun Strowman. It's possible. I just, I'm just saying. It's if, ne- you know, if Braun doesn't win this match, the crowd is going to be. The crowd will already be in a bad mood, and then you get to Brock and Roman, and you know. But the money's in the chase. I know. I know the money's in the chase. And but you, you and I both also both know. What the WWE Universe will do, especially in a city like Brooklyn. But you, so, I mean, I don't want to just jump to the point. It's that going that, to be the main event because we know what the main event's going to be. Right. Oh, I know. But if know. the person who's supposed to win the main event wins the main event, then why would they just be, why would Braun be the very first person that would be his opponent? Or always that, that constant fear of him being that opponent. I just don't see that working. Right. I think he needs another buffer in between that point to when he uses it. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. Ooh, that's tough. That's a tough one. That's really tough. Because if Bryan really is leaving and doesn't resign a contract, why give him the win? Right. Unless you're just not trying to, mention, to say... Not to mention that's the way you do it. You, you do the honors on your way out. Yes, and uh, I mean, a win for The Miz over somebody like Daniel Bryan with his background. And I'm not talking about the concussions. I'm talking about the legitimate wrestling background that, you know, best wrestler of his generation, pretty much, Daniel Bryan. If 
the Miz gets a win like that, that just kind of solidifies him as a major player. Not to say that he wasn't already a focal point of the show, but I think in some of the fans' minds that haven't really washed out that uh, WrestleMania mm-hmm. main event with him and John Cena, I think a lot of people still see that Miz, even though they're watching the Miz we see today. And he's just come leaps and bounds he since has. that WrestleMania to this point. No reason why he doesn't deserve to have this win. Right. He's carried some part. He carried Raw for a good amount I, of time as the as the main heel. The way they're setting it up, I want to say it's Daniel Bryan. I'm going to go Miz. But it would not surprise me if it's Miz. It would not surprise me I just at all. think he's due. Just with the way that they interact, it doesn't hurt for Daniel Bryan to get a loss, but it does nothing plus, for the Miz for him to lose here. Plus, we heard on SmackDown that... Miz and Mrs. got picked up for a second season. So, you know, <laughs> so they got to yeah, promote it. That's right. But, you know, let me, we, since you did it, uh, let me do paraphrase real fast here, though. Did you hear in uh, WWE 2K18 in the new storyline mode or one of the spotlight modes that Daniel Bryan will be playable and you get to play that match that he had against John Cena, uh, WWE Velocity, back when he was still the American Dragon? I hear that. I heard that, And yes. it's like, oh, that's really, really cool because you're going to get yeah. to see a whole retrospective of his whole career in that game. You so will. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Get a little taste of the Ring of Honor pure champion. Yeah, because that might be the uh, last time that you see him in a WWE ga- uh, game uh, in case he does leave after the contract you know expires. It, well, well, we'll get to that later. <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura defending the United States Championship against Jeff Hardy. <sighs> Look, Jeff Hardy's got already got this rivalry with Randy Orton. Although we something is I don't we haven't seen Orton around in a while, but it's gotta be it's gotta be Shinsuke. Well because after gonna, that I, news actually, of Orton think, getting right. the, the office, like the what was it, inappropriate behavior I or whatever. Heard something it was, about that, some yeah. sort of allegation, right? I, that, yeah. Plus I think Hardy needs to heal up again. He's got another injury, he may be Nursing, so uh, I think I think Nakamura goes over. I, you know, I'm sure that they're still young. They're pretty young guys still, but it's just like it's kind of weird because we've been watching the Hardys on TV since they were about 16, 17. You know, getting buried <laughs> as uh, as the random if, Hardy boys back if, in those old WWF yeah, days. If I recall, this should be year number twenty six and. In wrestling for Jeff and Matt, and I, I can't say I can't really speak for Jeff in this instance. But when we saw Matt, you know, just about a year ago, I mean, you know, he doesn't move too uh, too smoothly mm-hmm. out of the ring anymore. Right. And right. there's always been talks about him possibly retiring, but maybe it might be Jeff who might have to be starting to consider that too. I mean, think about all the high risk stuff that we've seen this guy do over the years, both the brothers, and, yeah. and he's had what a couple of injuries since he's re-signed with the wwe that really cost them some title runs because they really uh from what we've seen with the crowd they're still really behind jeff hardy still they are are. i've been very surprised that he still draws that type of electricity from the crowd all these years after the fact that he returns yeah but nakamura should keep the title here yeah uh dolph ziggler versus seth rollins for the intercontinental championship boy that pop for dean ambrose on raw that was pretty good (laughs) Not to mention Dean Ambrose, he's added a little bit of muscle. That haircut, on the other hand, good lord! That, okay, so even you disagree ooh, with the haircut, that right? That haircut was—I think that's a little 
That's a little too lunatic. Yeah, it looks like his mom took him to supercuts and didn't pay for the, like the special cut, just the basic like two dollar cut. Well, he he <laughs> he looks like the guy in the barn that that like you know sacrifices pigs. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was like, is that really I mean, a person he's, that exists? He's kind of, I mean, I know they <laughs> they want to go, they want to keep the lunatic French thing, but the look is. Ooh. Uh, but still, like, it was great to see him it back. Looks like he's been hitting the gym, though. Yeah, he has. He has. And I wonder if that's just because of his style that he decided that, or or is that because he's going to change his style? Uh, I think one of the things about him is just that he wrestled the most matches in the calendar year for the WWE. He was like in 268 yeah. matches that year before he went out with the injury. Uh, right. He has a high impact style. He, he does, does take chances. So now that he's bulked up a little bit, though, I wonder if he does change his wrestling game up a little bit and we see maybe a more of a brawler. Might be, and not to mention he'll be a little more durable being bulked up. That's so what that's what we you talk about for. that. We talk about it all the time with like offensive linemen and running backs. But pro wrestling is 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 a little bit different. It is in the sense where flexibility, and that's one thing that we really don't talk about when it comes to pro wrestling. But a pro wrestler who's been been there, they'll tell you that flexibility is probably the most important right. attribute to have, and yeah. because that is what's going to prevent you from becoming injured. Um. I want to go with Seth with this one, but something, something just nagging on me that Dolph keeps it. Are they Scottish? <laughs> Maybe. See, I would, or it could be him that costs Dolph. No, the title, man, they're such a great tandem. I don't think, I don't think they're going to tear them up. Not yet. Time. There's no way that they should tear up that tandem. They have been so strong since they've been put together. And when they do break up, I'm hoping that there's a really big payoff. Hopefully, maybe next year for Royal Rumble. That would be nice to see. I think you're right. Uh, for the Raw Women's Championship, Alexa Bliss defending Ooh. against Ronda Rousey. Is it time? I mean, I is it too think, soon? Is too soon? Is it ever too I, soon? I think it might be too soon, but I got a, I got a feeling they're going to pull the trigger. But money's in the chase, though. The money's in the chase. You're right, and, and it makes it makes total sense for her to for Alexa Bliss to keep the title via some sort of. Sneaky chicanery, some chicanery. Yeah, you know. By the way, Alicia Fox, for the love of God, girl. I mean, I love the the line from Corey Graves. Was is she wearing kale on her head? <laughs> I have no. That clue. was. I mean, good lord. But you know what's funny? She's been the longest tenured WWE superstar now. Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. She's she's, she's found a way to stick around for over she? a decade now. I think I'm gonna go bliss on this one. Wow, I mean, for the WWE really does love its mainstream oh, press. Love they love it. They and you know they'll it. get it if Rousey wins it. Oh, absolutely. It. So that's what's going to make me go with Rousey. I think they want the mainstream press. You know, I think you talked me into it. I think I may have to go Rousey too. They know it will be on Sports Center the next morning. They know that Bleacher Report will have it. They know that yeah. uh, <clears throat> Chad and Kevin will talk about it. Yes. <laughs> they know that even... Aaron and Bucky will have to mention it. Oh, even so, yeah, yeah. Trey and BK will mention it. People that don't like pro wrestling will have yeah. to talk about it. Rod, Rod likes pro wrestling, so he'll mention it. You know, that means either, hopefully, either <laughs> you or I will be doing guest spots. I know somebody give us a call sometime during the during the day. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. like you would think with, with, with this magical show of ours that we would be your go to yeah. source at this point. Yeah, no. <laughs> Uh, Carmella versus Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. Now that's for an SmackDown matchup. Women's Championship. 
didn't mean to cut you off there. That's okay. But this has been one of those like, ooh, circle it because I think you can see some really special things going on. Not necessarily yeah. because of Carmella, but I mean, she's really picked up her game too. But, but it's Charlotte, but Charlotte and Becky Lynch going at each other at some point in this match. Does Carmella hold on to the belt? Ooh, I mean, it. How do you feel about her as champion? I guess is a good question because for me, it, it's kind of the same thing as Alexa Bliss. She's hold it. Hey, she's held it via chicanery. Yeah, we had that return of James Ellsworth. You know, who's now vying for the NWA title. That that's right. He <laughs> did. He did wrestle Nick Aldis. Um, um, I, I mean, I don't dislike her. I I actually like Carmella. I think she she plays her role very but well. But who do you give it if if it's not Carmella? Who? Ah, man, Becky Lynch really deserves to have a nice run. Sure, she's deserved it for the last two, three years. But it's like Charlotte Flair is just coming off of the ESPN shoot, and we all know that it's Ric Flair's kid. Not to say that she doesn't deserve what she gets because she's she phenomenal. Deserves it too. But I mean that all, all the all those little rubs help. And I'm always thinking about, like, how is the WWE going to promote the person who wins it after they win it? And yeah. it's easy for them to promote Charlotte just because there's so much, there's so many routes they can go. But Becky Lynch, man, she really deserves it. I don't know if they'll give it to her, though. But I'm going to say Lynch just because it's SummerSlam. Okay. All right. Just for sake of craziness, I think Carmella's sticking. I think Carmella's keeping the belt. It'll be by a DQ or something, but she's keeping it. Who has the briefcase? Nobody, right? Yeah, because she's she the one. It. She's the one that cashed it in. So, uh, for the SmackDown Tag Team Titles, hey, before the, you jump into that, let me ask you this: Where's Oscar? That's a good question. We're gonna have to. What uh, happened? We'll have to. We'll, um, God, she was supposed to be champion by now. She was unstoppable. You, they, did they just book her? We all don't wrong? do. We you know we don't do much as far as rumors go, but there have been rumors that. Not only is she not booked, she's not. They're talking about her possibly leaving WWE. Really? I mean, I haven't heard. I haven't seen word one, and I've seen a couple, couple of you know reputable sources that dispute that. But the talk is apparently there. I mean, what was it? It was title for undefeated streak between her and Flair. Yep. Right, and then gave WrestleMania, and then Flair wins, and then she's kind of been on a downslope ever since, and it's just kind of like. But she was poised to she's, carry a brand. She's been kind of forgotten, quite frankly. Frankly, and that's wow. That's just sad because she was stunning on NXT. She was just lined up for greatness, and for her to get this far and just not be given that shot, I, I, it's, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm glad to see the ladies. I mean, Lynch deserves to get a run, but I mean, they really got to figure out what they need to do with Oscar. Yeah, uh, Bludgeon Brothers defending the SmackDown Tag Team Titles against the New Day. Something tells me do New Day gets. Number five. Really? I don't know why. Is I'm it just pancakes? Maybe it is. <laughs> Maybe it's because did you see the pic? Brian Fritz, our good friend Brian Fritz, caught a pancake during SmackDown. Oh yeah, at, uh, yeah. down in Orlando. I saw it on his Twitter. Yeah, uh, I think I think they're going for. I think they get number five. My my cards are pretty heel heavy, so I'll go ahead and give it to them just for the sake of having the crowd have a good time. Because I'm assuming this match might take place like around the middle of the card. Yeah. All right, let's go for the the two big titles. Let's go first for the WWE Championship. AJ Styles defending against Samoa Joe. Battle of former TNA heavyweight champions. Battle of former Ring of Honor stars. We said it before. (laughs) If Samoa Joe wins, 
he completes the American Triple Crown. I was just laughing because you kept on just describing all the accolades. And while you were doing that, I already scribbled down my winner because I was like, it's going to be AJ Styles. I got nobody's being Styles. I got a feeling it's going to be AJ. I really do. And it's only because of what I think is going to happen with the the, next match, the Universal. So you're going AJ, I'm going AJ. Yes. But just face it, man, isn't that amazing? The run that AJ Styles really has had in like the last five years. I know. Just, I know. The true, uh, I mean, the just think too, just think since he started and think we were the one he, we got to talk to him when he first entered WWE. Isn't that crazy? That's how much of an under, that was how much, look what he's done since then. That's how much of an afterthought he was for them when he signed on. So basically, we're why he is. Yeah, yeah, we, we yeah, he, we're it. the reason he's the face that runs the place now. Wrestling world, you're welcome. <laughs> and then for the Universal Championship, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. You know my theory. I'm still sticking with it. I'm not sure. I, I'll be honest. I haven't though, I'm changed not that sure. theory at all yet. I'm huh? not. The only thing I would waver on is the cash in may not happen at SummerSlam. It might happen at Raw, but I still think there's going to be a cash in. You think? But I think let's 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 discount. Forget the cash in. Forget that. Let's just who's pinning who. I say Roman Reigns pins Brock Lesnar and gets declared the new Universal Champion. What? No, no way. So that Brock Lesnar can then go train and. Get ready to face Daniel Cormier he could still for the UFC train title as the heavy as the Universal Champion. He's hardly ever he on can, TV. Anyways. That's why you take the title <laughs> off of him. No, it already works out well. Just leave the no. title. Nobody's going to want to see Roman Reigns win this thing. You're just going to hear boos after boo. I mean, that's one thing that you'll know, have for sure in this match are a lot of boos. Oh yeah. Oh absolutely, absolutely. And not boo earns, but boo. Yeah. 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 So I'm still saying Roman. What are you saying, Lesnar? You're saying Lesnar. Okay. All right. That's SummerSlam. Sunday, my birthday. 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central on the WWE Network from the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. When we come back from this commercial timeout, Ring of Honor accomplished something that no other wrestling organization has done in ever and something WWE hasn't done in a decade. And we're going to hear from a couple of guys about that. When we come back, you're listening to Sports Guys Talking Wrestling on the Horn, 104.9 AM 1260, streaming worldwide at hornfm.com and the Horn Austin app. Hey guys, this is Jay Lethal, the greatest first-generation wrestler, and you're listening to Sports Guys Talking Wrestling. Sports Guys Talking Wrestling on the Horn, 1049 AM, 1260. Stu Myrick, Justin the Smash Simmons, the Ring of Honor World Champion, Jay Lethal. And he's getting ready. He's getting ready. He's going to defend his title at All In. Against the winner of the Over the Budget Battle Royal, which will air on WGN America during Zero Hour. But he's got a big date coming. Not just September 28th, Death uh, death Before Dishonor. Not just Final Battle in December. He's got to go to the UK this weekend for Honor Reunited. April 6th. saw the Bucks were heading there. Yeah. They've been doing a lot of travel. April 6th, 2019. 
Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Madison Square Garden. And for the first time for any wrestling company not named WWE, they're not only running it, they sold it out. Yeah, I, I mean, as soon as that happened, just the buzz across uh, professional wrestling Twitter was just set ablaze, so to speak, with everybody, uh, you know, sending their congratulations yeah. and a lot of people that, uh, even people that you haven't heard from in the business for a while, just coming out of the woodwork and being like, "Hey, that's awesome! It's great to see that professional wrestling's on the up and up again." Because, I mean, this speaks volumes in the sense that it's not a WWE product, and it that tells you that there's a lot of fans of alternative styles out there and you look wwe hasn't used it that much for you know other than for house shows but they haven't sold out in probably a decade at least it's an expensive show to go to it is it's expensive for them to run so, it. it's expensive to buy the tickets because i mean even going to a knicks game right and the knicks are bad and the it knicks cost a lot of money or the rangers per ticket yes yeah. so so for ring of honor in new japan to sell out madison square garden without even mentioning a match we know a couple of the new Japan stars that will be there. Yeah. But that's it. Well, they're going on reputation, and I'm assuming, and I think it's safe to assume, and I'm assuming, uh, that's like the third time I said that, right? That a lot of the fans <laughs> will assume that they're going to bring their big stars for yeah. this, that you'll see yeah. Kenny, that you'll see Okada, well, that you'll get a chance to see Rhodes or yeah. Cody. I'm sorry, Cody. Sorry, sorry. Did I, did I mention Rhodes? No, we can say Rhodes. We say Cody Rhodes. <laughs> hey, he. He and Dustin have both been on the show. We can say Rose. Um, a man I wanted to get uh, comments from, uh, Ring, the chief operating officer for Ring of Honor Wrestling, Joe Koff. I got to meet him in April back in New Orleans during WrestleMania weekend when we were there for Supercard of Honor. Uh, fantastic man. And you know he's proud of this accomplishment. And so I was able to talk to him earlier today. I had to ask him if he was still on a high from Friday selling out the garden. You know, it'll, it'll always be a moment, Stu, for me to, to have gotten that phone call and to have gotten that recognition and validation of all that we have done and all that we continue to do. So that, that will never go away. But, you know, we're focused on all of the time between now and that date because there's a lot of wrestling to be had and there's a lot of cards that we're doing and a pay-per-view coming up at the end of September final battle of course we're going to be in the uk starting thursday night in edinburgh um so we have a lot to do in between but of course it's amazing it's amazing i, I would be the, the the first one to tell you that it was it was amazing and just to your open because you talked about that legendary building where bruno sammartino sold it out so many times I, I have to tell you that i was in a lot of those buildings when bruno sammartino sold out the madison square garden so for me as a fan to be able to say Ring of Honor is now one of those sellouts is just it it it, it magnifies the, the the whole experience. I can only imagine. Kerry Silken called me on Friday right after it happened, and he was he was giddy. I know you were giddy. You know it was so funny. So you and I talked back in April at at Supercard of Honor in New Orleans, and you know you you mentioned the fact about we talked about you know being having six thousand there in the UNO Lakefront Center. And growing, you know, possibly growing to the point where you could fill, say, a Madison Square Garden or AT&T Center in San Antonio, the Irwin Center here in Austin. And, you, you know, you, you made the point of ma making sure that everybody knew it's a marathon, not a sprint. Did this happen as did this happen quicker than maybe you expected? 
I think there were a lot of things that, that actually came into alignment. It was almost like uh, in business, we, we would call it a perfect storm. We had the right weekend, we had the right venue, and we had an incredible amount of interest for this event. So I think it was opportunistic. And I, you know, if, I, if, if there's any credit to be taken, and, and really, you mentioned Carrie, and I have to tell you, Stu, that's what makes me so happy and makes it so much more worth it is to think of those people who have toiled and worked so hard over the years and is helping establish this brand and, and promoting this brand and being ambassadors to this brand for, to, for them to be able to say, I wrestled in Madison square garden, or I was at that show at Madison square garden. That really, really means a lot, means a lot. But back to your question about the strategy, there was really not, you know, we really came into a, a situation where when the, the site was announced, we really had to think about, we had just come off of 6,000 the year before we were at 3,500, 4,000, 90 minutes away from, you know, where it was all happening. So we really had to say, where could we play if we wanted to play in the metropolitan area um, that had size? We had already seen we could do it with 6,000. So that's where we started setting our sights for a bigger venue than that. And we were actually looking larger than that because in New York City, and I wanted to be in the city first and foremost if I could, there aren't a lot of halls or venues that fit that size. So Madison Square Garden became a bit of a stretch target to us. But once we started having conversations and once we started to do the business economics of a show like that, once we thought about our partnership with New Japan, it kind of made more sense and more sense. And that's when this really all started to solidify. Talking to Joe Koff, the chief operating officer for Ring of Honor Wrestling. Let me ask you that because uh, you mentioned the partnership with New Japan Pro Wrestling. We've seen New Japan make inroads into the U.S. market with their G1 specials the 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 card back in november how how much how valuable or can you quantify the value that ring of honor's partnership with new japan pro wrestling uh how much value there is to that because you are partners with them in this in this event that's going to happen on april 6th absolutely we and we wanted to be that was uh that was a a, a choice and it's part of our strategy and in, in moving ahead with this was having that commitment from them and their agreement and, you know, and, and wanting to work with us. We have a very, very solid relationship. And, um, you know, we've done a lot of work with them, as you've pointed out, we, we share talent. Um, they're always, it's always a thrill for the U S audiences to, to see them here live in, in live performances, their own, their own shows that they've done on the West coast have proven themselves to be fan favorites. So, it was really the right decision. And, uh, you know, our, our companies are so similar in philosophy and style of wrestling and integrity and artistry and athleticism. I mean, you know, both companies sport tremendous, tremendous athletes and tremendous, tremendous wrestlers. And I think together it just made that combined brand that much stronger and much more of a must-see. Um, you know, what's, what's interesting, Stu, and, and maybe this is a question you're going to get to, is that when we looked at how the sales happened last week, the first day was really reserved for what we call our Honor Club, which is uh, our, our streaming platform that we stream live house shows to and discounts and, and other perks that you get with the you know with a membership into a to a, a community like that. Absolutely, it's great a great Most, service. One I use one I use quite a bit. 
Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. We really work hard on that. But interestingly enough, almost 60% of the ticket sales came on that first day from that group. So these were people that really wanted to be there and really wanted to make sure they would be there. The next day, along with those who didn't get tickets on the first day, they were still eligible. The next day was Madison Square Garden's preferred list. So that was the second day. I was told, and this is just what I've read and what I've been told, so I'm, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume it is fact, but I'm going to assume it is legend right now, <laughs> that 13 or 16 minutes into the general sale, which was on the third day, there were no more tickets available to be bought. Mm. So that's the story, and that's that validation I was talking about, is that people want to see this show, and they wanted to see it, and they wanted to make sure that they were going to be there. And that's really the story because the show really was just an announcement, a, a quick promo spot. Very little talent was announced for it. As a matter of fact, most of it was the New Japan talent um, and thrilled about the stars that they're bringing over. But it was really – it's an event. Stu, I mean, you know, Madison Square – it's going to be history that night on April 6th because it's the first non-other promotion show that A, has sold out, and that's going to be in that building. And I think people want to be part of that moment. And I'm sure there'll be plenty of people beyond those who are physically seated there that will tell people they were there, especially if something unbelievable happens. And I'm talking about performance, creative, and I expect that. So I, I expect to have a lot more chatter September, I mean, excuse me, April 7th, 8th, and 9th after that. So it's going to be exciting. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I've been to the last three uh, Supercards and – you're right. Every one of them, something special has happened. Something unique that that you couldn't witness anywhere else happened. And I've got to believe that in Madison Square Garden, it's going to be more of the same. It's going to be special. Uh, I can't wait to be there. Let me ask you this: one of the things I, I wanted to talk about, just in general, and as you said, one of the things we talked about back in April is how you know Ring of Honor has has stayed true to itself as a fan-centric organization. And I've got to imagine, and you mentioned about you know the, the, the way the sales laid out, the 60% going to the Honor Club members. That's people that have already invested in Ring of Honor Wrestling. That is people, that's your Ring of Honor fans, and that has made up more than half of your ticket sales. That's got to be a huge point of pride for you and the entire roster and staff at Ring of Honor. Yeah, I think it should be. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm forever thankful and grateful to those fans who, who, who felt strong enough that they had to be first in line because that's, a, that's an honor. And it, it, it is. It, it, it's what we do, Stu. I mean, you know, to me, the fan experience is the most important thing. And we're all part of that. How we present the shows, what we present in the shows, how we, how we interact with the fans at the shows. This is, this is what Ring of Honor is all about. And, and I, I learned this from from Carrie, and I learned this from being in other promotions that I, I was able to observe and work for. And, you know, without the fan, we're nobody because we, we, we need that fan and we need them to tell someone else, you should come with me the next time they're in town, or you should watch this pay-per-view, or you should watch this stream come over to my house. Because anyone who's never experienced Ring of Honor is going to be totally blown away by what, by what they see and what they feel and what they experience. So, you know, Madison Square Garden sellout, fantastic. Yes, you know, last week's news 
going to revel in it and to, you know, come back to it probably around April 1st. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's so much work we have to do yeah. in between. And like I said, I want every show from this point on, because every show from prior to this point on, to me, was the equivalent of a Madison Square Garden show. Because that's the energy that we want to put out, and that's the energy I want the fans to, to feel. And even, you know, when we come to San Antonio or when we're in, you know, Edinburgh on Thursday night, those fans have every right to have that same experience. And if we deliver that, then I think we're doing our job. I couldn't agree more. Talking with Ring of Honor Chief Operating Officer Joe Coff. Of course, you can find out all all things Ring of Honor at ROHWrestling.com. And you can follow him on Twitter at Ring of Honor. And as you said, yes. That's April sixth. You've got the UK, you've got the Honor Reunited tour in the UK starting Thursday night, heading through the weekend. Got some great cards there. You've got Death Before Dishonor coming September twenty eighth in uh, Las Vegas, and of course, you know, Final Battle coming in December in New York. So a lot of build up, you know, and you've got you've got work to do. I know though the roster is excited. That's going to show in these shows and everything leading forward and. Joe, I just I I can't be more happy for you. Uh, congratulations to y'all and and uh, tell fans what they can expect. I know Honor Reunite is going to be available on Honor Club. Give us a quick plug of what we can expect when we see the Ring of Honor stars in the UK. Well, it's a very interesting card, and I'm glad you asked it. And I, I, I'm just going to ask you to just double check. I think it might be on Fight. It may not be Honor Club. Oh, okay. It might be a, a, okay. a, fight, a, fight, a fight exclusive. So fight exclusive. You don't fight have TV. that app, but I, I just look into that. Um, this, is, this is an international challenge. I mean, it's basically Ring of Honor versus the U.K., and we've assembled the U.K., you know, all of the great talent that's in the U.K. to have almost like a cup, a cup match over the three days. And so whatever happens in Edinburgh is going to continue in London down to Doncaster. So it's, it's going to be a really interesting three days. And what's perfect for those people who are want to watch the live stream is that it's really, our, from our perspective, it's good. It works in our favor because these shows will be in the middle of the afternoon. So, um, you know, if it, it's just a perfect time to, to experience and enjoy Ring of Honor without having to worry about, you know, being up too late or not. So I'm excited about that. Uh, excited as well. That's going to be a lot of fun. Joe Koff, the Chief Operating Officer of Ring of Honor Wrestling. Again, ROHWrestling.com is the website or at Ring of Honor on Twitter. Joe, thank you so much for giving us some of your time. All the best to you. All the best to Ring of Honor. Looking forward to everything that happens on Ring of Honor starting now and heading into April and beyond. Stu, if I, if I just had one, one more PS to yes, our sir. conversation. I would be remiss if I didn't get a, give a shout-out to our TV station in Austin. K-I-K-E-Y-E, which shows Ring of Honor every Saturday night. And That's I want right. to thank all your listeners in Austin. Yes, right. anyone who's listening on the stream, to if you're watching a Ring of Honor, thank you for being a, a viewer and a fan. And if you're not, why not? <laughs> that, absolutely. And, yes, uh, Ring of Honor Wrestling, you can catch it Saturday nights, 11.05 p.m. Central, Saturday night on CBS Austin. Our good friends, Aunt Geronimo, Bob Ballou, the sports department over there at CBS Austin. Thank you for reminding me about that, Joe. And, of course, you can catch it online. Joe, thank you so much, my friend. Stu, thank you so much. Have a great day. It's going to be really exciting to be there. I I wasn't even planning on going to New York until I heard the announcement about Madison Square Garden, Ring of Honor. Now 
I can't wait. <laughs> well, yeah, that changed the game plan real yeah. quick, didn't it? And just so you know, so according to Madison Square Garden, the seating capacity for pro wrestling is 18,500. So imagine 60% of those are honor club members. That's, you know, just shy. That's just over 9,000. But this is the fan base for that. They they have a very strong and loyal fan base. And they it's do. Because Ring of Honor has put on consistently good shows. They have found the best independent talent in the not just the United States, but in the world, brought them to a... You know, a armory or a small theater or a high school gym near you and built their reputation from the ground up to now where yeah. they're on Sinclair Broadcasting. This was the next legitimate step for them to take. And it's amazing to see that uh, pro wrestling is so vibrant in 2018. It is. And you, know, you mentioned about where they came from. Someone I had to hear from. And he actually, like you heard, he called me. On Friday, Kerry Silken, our dear friend from Ring of Honor, former owner. And so I had to ask him about, you know, did he, you know, about has he, what has he heard from the boys? And his reaction going from the Murphy Rec Center in Philadelphia with 200 fans to now selling out Madison Square Garden. Man, when when they ran that first show, and I, I know you were, you may, have, you may have been there, the Murphy Rec Center there in Philadelphia. 200 people. And now, Ring of Honor Wrestling, New Japan Pro Wrestling, has sold out and will be performing in front of a sold-out crowd at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> did you did you ever imagine something like that happening? Uh, you hear me laughing. How you doing, Stu? Thanks for having me. Uh, and I was at the first Ring of Honor event. And no, I did not think uh, this would happen. You know, when I got involved with the company... A year later, um, just us going to New Jersey, 90 miles away, was a big deal, let alone Boston. And, you know, the other cities we expanded to, God, when we went to Chicago, it was like we are going to the moon. Um, and, you know, the thought of us going to Madison Square Garden was uh, not in the picture. And, you know, when fast-forwarding to uh, – Sinclair, you know, buying the company, uh, it just, you know, that would have been like, oh, come on. That's, but we had the perfect storm. We had the perfect storm. Uh, I'm surprised, you know, they're running Giant Stadium again. They're, you know, taking a chance. People don't realize. I mean, I've had two or three times Yankee opening day tickets, April 8th, April 6th, April 10th, snowed out, rained out. <laughs> you know, so you're taking a chance. The last time they did WrestleMania, what was it, five years ago? I believe it was five uh, years. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, they got lucky. It was like a beautiful night, uh, 60 degrees. Should really be like, uh, you know, shouldn't be that warm. But whatever. Vince has a uh, a golden uh, something hanging around somewhere. <laughs> and uh, he, so the I didn't think they'd be coming back to New York. But um, they did, and uh, I don't get involved with the business of of ROH, and you know. But um, I mean, I can make a suggestion, and we knew that we were, you know, we we had the Hammerstein, but we obviously we needed a bigger venue, and there's very difficult to, you know, there's very little middle ground. So um, I got to tip my hat to Joe Coff. 
and uh, Greg in the office mm-hmm. for uh, taking this chance and taking this shot. It was very calculated and it worked out. And uh, April 6th, we will be at Madison Square Garden. I can't believe it. You know, uh, my original, uh, I think we spoke about this before, but they used to have a blue law and uh, in this early 70s. And you had to be 14 years old to go to boxing or wrestling in New York. And me as a kid growing up in North Jersey, not too far from New York, uh, 45 minutes Um, I begged my father when I was 14 years old, please take me to the garden. My father was a great guy. He didn't like pro wrestling, but, uh, he liked, uh, what he's called the real sports. (laughs) And, uh, so he did take me. And, uh, that was the night that Freddie Blassie, who was like 50, he was 52, 53. He came back from LA. It was like his last major run. And, uh, Pedro Morales had got, had uh was the champion bruno uh it was you know bruno lost the belt in seven early 71 anyway uh blasty against morales and uh there i was at madison square garden and i would go to the garden as i got a little older uh every month it was always on a monday night and uh, i was a faith you know through my teenage years into my 20s and going into the 80s, I saw Snooker. I was there. Jesus, too bad I didn't know Foley back then. I was there the night that uh, Snooker came off the cage. And uh, I was at the first WrestleMania. I was at WrestleMania 10. And I will be at Ring of Honor number one uh, with New Japan at Madison Square Garden for the G1 Supercard. I know. it's I, When you called me on Friday, it was a it was like... You know, it was giddiness, it was excitement, uh, Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling. This partnership has been a a really solid partnership. And it's not just, you know, it's not like one side is, is like heavier than the other or whatever. It's been a very equal, very, very solid partnership between the two companies. And it and it's helped both companies expand their their markets. You know, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling making making waves in the United States as well as Ring of Honor, you know, strengthening their hold in the US as well as going overseas. They're about to they're about to hit the UK this weekend for the Honor Reunited tour. And so to have like you said that perfect storm to where they can come together and sell out Madison Square Garden. It's going to be just a fantastic night. And yes, I I've been to I've been to New York. I was in New York for Super Bowl 48 which was absolutely just frigid, especially for someone from Central Texas, where, you know, today it's about 100 and, and about 90% of humidity. Uh, so I can only imagine what it's going to be like. Let me ask you this. I know you talk to a lot of, a lot of the boys. Uh, I got to imagine they're very excited about this as well. Absolutely. Everybody, you know, that the morning uh, last Friday, um, my, uh, you know, uh, I get a phone call from someone who I'm close with, but we really never talk on the phone. It was Jake. And uh, he's like, he goes, boss, boss. <laughs> I'm like, I know, man, this is this is fantastic. And, you know, I, I speak to Jay Lethal. You know, I spoke to Jay Briscoe. Uh, who else have I spoken to? I spoke to Nick from the Bucks. 
and uh, yeah, everybody is freaking out. It, it's spectacular. Um, and guys were coming. I got text messages from guys I haven't heard from in uh, seven, eight years. But, you know, oh, congratulations. You know, it's cool. Um, every It got everyone's attention. Let's put it that way. And it, it, it it's how much... Stu, how much of a more marquee place can you be at? I don't think there is somewhere else. You know, it's the you know the most world's most famous arena, and uh, there's a reason for that. So I'm just grateful for uh, I'm grateful that just how the whole thing came together. And this this harkens back to your original question: Who would have thought that this would have happened? Uh, nobody would have. Well, and, and that's the thing, you know, uh, Bully Ray, a little bit out of character, cut the video promo about he talked about the AWA never sold out the garden. WCW never did. ECW never did. You know, nobody else has done it. Now, that a lot of that is because WWE they had, couldn't get in it. Right. WWE had the stronghold on the building for so long. But even WWE hasn't sold that building out in at least a decade. So this this is something... This is something very special and very magical that's happening. Now, obviously, we got a lot of time before then. You, like we mentioned, Honor Reunited this weekend in the UK. You've got Death Before Dishonor coming end of September in Las Vegas. you got Final Battle coming December there in New York at Hammerstein. So a lot of build is going gonna, is gonna to be in play before we get to April. But, man, that's gonna be a lot, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch Ring of Honor go forward between now and April 6th. The other thing that is that, you know, the, the, the show sold out without one name being mentioned. Um, you know, the, let's be honest, the, uh, guys may not be there. Certain guys may be added. Who knows? That's another discussion, but that's, that's just, you know, the facts. Um, so, we sold out the garden on the ring of honor and the new Japan pro wrestling name alone, because people know that these two companies uh, are going to present the best pro wrestling possible. And uh, I'm sure we are going to have a, an all-star crew. Um, I can't wait, man. It's going to be something, but like you said, there's a lot leading up to that. Yeah, you're right. There's a lot leading up to it, but at the same time, and one of the things that that I found, you know, found out through reading is, you know, when they they announced the ticket sales, you know, they started with, you know, those that were Honor Club subscribers. And those account for 60% of the ticket sales. So this isn't just people that are going to be in town for WrestleMania and just happen they want to go see wrestling. These are people that are invested in Ring of Honor wrestling, are fans of Ring of Honor wrestling that made sure they're going to they're going to be in in that building on that night for a special occasion when Ring of Honor can can unfurl their banner inside the same building that Bruno San Martino sold out. The, like you said, the host of the first WrestleMania, you know, Hulk Hogan won his first world title beating the Iron Sheik there. And now you're going to have Ring of Honor added to that lineage, to that history of that building. Yeah, it's and I, I got to tip my. I mentioned his name before, and he doesn't get he he keeps very low profile. But uh, uh, Greg in the office, Greg Gilland, 
um, he's worked, he's been working on with, you know, the honor club and, uh, it struggled in the beginning. Sinclair had growing pains in the beginning and it took off, you know, the content is great and, uh, there's a lot of tweaking and just, just, you know, growing pains. And, uh, I remember speaking to Greg and before the pre-sale and I was shocked that the members of the honor club were over five figures, mm-hmm. which, you know, in WWE numbers aren't, isn't like amazing, but for us, uh, and we're growing, uh, it was great. And so if you have 10 or 15,000 honor club members, uh, how many of them are really going to be in New York? How many of them are planning to go to the Re- WrestleMania weekend or just go to ring of honor? But, like you said, 60% of the sales were accounted to that. So when you had, there was another pre-sale on Thursday for Madison Square Garden uh, venue pre-sale, you know, like they have for all these sporting events and concerts these days. Um, and I think that sold another 3,000 tickets. And then the public on sale, that was it. You know, they were gone. So, yeah, the Honor Club is strong. And uh, we have some real fans coming in. You know, I've gotten, I've got, gotten, got a lot, a lot of comments from people. Congratulations on uh, social media. And, you know, I'll be seeing you in New York and so on and so forth. And um, yeah, we're, we're flying high, man. It sounds like a fantastic, fantastic thing. I tell you what, I'm so happy. Kerry Silken, he is the ambassador, former owner of Ring of Honor Wrestling. You follow him on Twitter at ROH Kerry. Kerry, I'm going to let you go. Before we do that, though, I know you're you're heading to Chicago for All In. You're going to yes. be there with uh, Jay Lethal as he defends the Ring of Honor world title against whoever wins that battle royal. So I know you're excited to be there for that. I'm looking forward to seeing you there. We're going to have to get together and at least we are gonna get together. lift a toast to, to, to everything wrestling. That's right. And I'm excited. Yes. Just real quick. I'll be at the all in show. I will be at ringside for the ring of honor title match with my good buddy, Jay lethal defending it against the winner of the, uh, what is it? The, the uh, over, they, they're calling it the over the budget battle Royal, right? The over the budget battle Royal, which they've only announced five guys, which include, uh, you got to help me here, which I know. Uh, well, it's, Four guys and a girl, Jordan Grace, who is who is oh, a and Moose. And Moose, Moose is, is there. Jordan Grace, Ethan Page. Oh, and there's a couple others in there. And Moose. It's, it's, yeah, I know Moose is going to be there. So that's so it's going to be one of those. Oh, Colt Cabana is going to be in it, right? You know, so there's so another one. There's ten more names yet to be announced. Right. So who knows who uh, Lethal is going to have to face? It's going to be a great night in Chicago. I'm happy for my good friends the young bucks and Cody Rhodes, they outdid themselves. And, uh, it just shows you how pro wrestling, the strength of pro wrestling right now. And I think, uh, we haven't even seen the peak yet. I think you're right. I hope, I hope you're right. Carrie Silken, always a pleasure. My friend, all the best to you. I'll see you in Chicago. Thank you, Stuart. Take care. That's he's one of the guys I'm probably most happy for because he was there from the very beginning. It was his idea, yeah. and, <laughs> pretty much. And to so now to see it, it's going to be going to be something special. So, 
Uh, congratulations for reading our of course. They've got, like we said, they got Honor Reunited this weekend in the UK. They've got Death Before Dishonor in Vegas the end of September. So they got a road before they get to G1 Supercard, but it's going to be a fantastic build. When we come back from this commercial timeout, more. You're listening to Sports Guys Talking Wrestling on the Cheap Pops Podcast Network. Shock the system. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Adam Cole, baby. Adam Cole, baby! And you're listening to Sports Guys Talking Wrestling. Sports Guys Talking Wrestling, the podcast-only segment on the Cheap Pops Podcast Network. Stu Myrick, Justin the Smash Simmons, Adam Cole, and the rest of Undisputed Era looking to have a big night on Saturday night. Yeah. In Brooklyn as NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4. Man, before you even jump into NXT Brook, uh, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, I do have to ask, who do you think wins the weekend? SummerSlam or TakeOver? Which will be the better show? <laughs> you know, it's it's you know what usually happens? It's usually TakeOver. Okay, well, and especially with Brooklyn because not just because yeah, you t- you're talking five matches versus Last count, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, fourteen counting to three pre-show matches. So you you've got that. It's nice and compact, and it's NXT. You know what you're going to get from them. It's it's still the hybrid of of seeing what you might see in say Ring of Honor or New Japan or Impact, and not necessarily WWE style true but it has all the wwe cleanliness of the production and, and all the bells and whistles that you would get with a wwe program it's kind of wwe light just because it is it's still considered nxt but i mean it, it probably people wonder why 205 live doesn't get a lot of love sometimes it's because nxt is so good that you have to watch nxt sometimes that's some of the best wrestling in wwe is on that's, nxt that's true that's true and this saturday is no no uh, exception. Uh, as we said, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn number four. This Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central from the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, WWE Network. You start out with EC3 versus Velveteen Dream. It's great because it rhymes. I know. <laughs> I know. They would s- make a great tag team. The funny thing is, you're right. They would. <laughs> it, it just, just for sake of... What they could pull together oh, creatively, they would be the most like far out yet egotistical oh tag. They would be a great tag team together. Like, f- right? Wouldn't it be good? It would, like you would pay to watch that. I would pay to watch I them w- be a I tag would. team. I'm sure I would. But uh, that's not what we're discussing, I guess, here today. So, is it Dream or is it the first Wrestle Circus Ringmaster Champion? Man, you know this is tough because I wonder if EC3 in, in the in the locker room still gets branded as a TNA guy, and. NXT is about building new stars. True. For the future. True. And we've seen what Velveteen Dream has done throughout this calendar year. Yeah. Because in all of the NXT specials he has been, he's been one of the talking points coming away from those nights. You're absolutely right. I don't expect anything less here from him. The match, his match with Aleister Black was just fantastic. And a lot of that, and that was as much Dream as it was. Black. Black. Yeah, and, and that's why I think that he's going to win here just because he is the young up-and-comer. 
and that we're going to get another phenomenal performance from both of the men. I, but I really just think it's they're going to push Dream. I have to agree with you. As much as I want to see EC3 go over on this one, I think Dream's going to take it. So for the NXT Women's Championship, Shayna Baszler defending against Ky- uh, Kyrie Sane. I really want Kyrie Sane to win. I know, but I don't think that happens. No. No, I think they're going I think Shayna Baszler has that Brock Lesnar, you know, rub in NXT as well, far as the women go. It's kind of like if you lose the title, then you're going to make your main roster debut. Mm-hmm. And with the rise of Ronda Rousey, it just doesn't seem this would be the perfect time no. to bring her to either main you're probably roster. Right. Just because you have Carmella and it looks like it can go back to Flair, you haven't yeah. figured out what you're going to do with Asuka, and there's no reason to take off the title. And it seems that you might be able to get a, a few runs with this program between Baszler and Sane for, for the championship. Like We could see this match again down the road and be perfectly fine with that. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I'm going to go with Baszler on this one. For the NXT Tag Team Championships, we mentioned the Undisputed Era. Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly. Roderick Strong, the only man ever to land in my lap. And Kyle O'Reilly, formerly one half of Red Dragon, taking on, defending against the former champions now, Tyler Bate, Trent Seven, collectively known as Mustache Mountain from, yeah. from, from the UK. They gave them the titles when they were in the UK. I have a feeling that was just... Because they were in the UK? Yeah, I, I and I got a feeling they're going to keep them... You know, um, when is, I wonder when, when Bobby Fish is due back. Still a few more months. Yeah. So I got a feeling that something tells me they're going to, they're going to stick with them until Bobby Fish can come back. Uh, that's. I don't know. Uh, I mean. But it, that could be wrong. It, it wouldn't surprise me if they gave him the titles though. Cause I mean, the undisputed era, it, they're still, they can still kind of just keep him warm for when he yeah. does come back and then they can work into some program where they might break away from each other after that yeah yeah possible and because maybe he's jealous i still think it's i still think it's strong and o'reilly keeping the belts yeah i'm gonna go with that yeah it's just it just feels that way and then the other part of undisputed era for the nxt north american championship it's adam cole Defending against Ricochet. I can say that's, Ricochet, a, that's a dream match. It's going to be a great match. I'm telling you. It's like the reincarnation of Shawn Michaels going against Ricochet. But I, I think it's Ricochet's time now to, to get some gold and to kind of start building him up into the next big thing. I could see that. But you're not I'm, buying it. I, I don't know. I... I why so uh, hesitant? Because I think there are many more rivals that Adam Cole can get. They can have great programs with. But this is the big signing. This was the free agent of all free agents. That's this was true. the person that everybody was waiting for. That's this true. was the video game come to life. This is Ricochet. This is this is Mr. Five Star Ricochet with Will Ospreay in the G1 two years ago. I mean, winning titles in NXT... I know the WWE likes to say that titles don't mean anything, 
They do in NXT. But it does in NXT. They do in it because Triple H believes they do. So the legitimate step here is to win their version of the Intercontinental Championship here with the North American title and really make him a major player because we already know what's going to happen. Adam Cole is going to go back with his stable. He'll regroup and he'll find another way to get back into the picture or possibly contend for the the top NXT title because they want him to move up too. And he's the guy that really does deserve to get moved to the main roster sooner rather than later but ricochet with his high risk style you got to cash in on him when you that's get true. the most out of him that's true i think you know i think you convinced me i, I think i'm gonna go with ricochet don't let me here. convince you you got to pick that for yourself but i'm just thinking now if if, if any time is going to be the time you're going to have that rowdy brooklyn crowd they yeah. know who he is and they will totally put him over for any casual fan out there that might have been on the fringe so to speak when it came to supporting ricochet i think you're right and then for the NXT Championship, it was going to be a triple threat, but we had the, quote, parking lot attack on Aleister Black, so he is out. So instead of triple threat, it is a last-man-standing match. Tommaso Ciampa defending against Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano. Now, as a man who grew up watching many of parking lot bras back in your day, how yeah. do you feel about the way that they shot this one? I it was it wasn't bad. It I mean, was, you saw a lot of faces in the shots. It yeah. kind of was playing like a, a game of who did it. Yeah, and that was that was good. I mean, it wasn't obvious. It wasn't like it wasn't like you know the horseman attacking Dusty. You know, in the parking lot, that was you know that was to show that yeah the horsemen aren't messing around. This was more of a whodunit thing. I, I liked it, yeah. I know, but isn't that brilliant writing, though? Because oh, now absolutely. when he comes back, you can just you can always bring that back whenever you mm-hmm. want, or you can just simply forget and about it. You can just forget about it, or you bring it back, and you can plug in, you know. Whoever you it, want. Yeah, it doesn't have to be, you know, uh, it doesn't have to be Undisputed Era. It doesn't have to be anybody. But it isn't be, that crazy how simplistic it was? Yeah. But has given you so many options and still keeps that character strong. It's better than who ran over Stone Cold. <laughs> exactly. Did it for the rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's better than that. Uh, who do you got in this one? Man, this is going to be a great match, though. I mean, oh, think about it. Even without Aleister Black, I mean, you come back and you're having basically where they uh, were they picking up where they left off. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But I mean, if Chiampa has the belt, I don't. I don't think this is time for Gargano to win it. I, do you think so this you're, is his time? You're, you're going with Ciampa. Oh, he is such a great heel right now. He is. I can't see him losing. He is. And, kind of, and honestly, with the Brooklyn crowd, they probably would appreciate him winning. Yeah, but at the same time, this is the place where you get the good, the feel-good moments. And NXT can pull those off. Has Gargano been champion yet? No. But I think it's just too soon of a change. I think. Well, how long part of me, part of me says yes because it hadn't been hadn't been that long, but part of me says they're going to give it to Gargano. But I mean, how many times can these guys now, go against each other? Here, how many? Let's see, how many times did? Um, oh, who's the rivalry I'm thinking of? Um, AJ and Cena. We saw well Roman and Brock. I mean, yeah, but people don't even want to see Roman and Brock again. This was more like I think circumstance. Want, I think they want to see Gargano and Ciampa. But you're gonna want. But are people still going to want to see it after Gargano becomes champion? 
because I mean, I imagine that Chiampa gets his rematch, but then by that point, you have to have a blow off. Like at at some point, somebody is just the victor of that rivalry, at least for that moment, and you leave it and you yeah. revisit it like two years later. I, yeah, or they could do the quick change. You know, I mean, it would be interesting if they go change for change, really quick. I believe. But it doesn't. It just doesn't seem like it would be advantageous to the story that they've been telling with Chiampa, just because he has been such a strong, dastardly heel, and people have just been eating it up. Yeah, but that right, this rivalry has been going on for a while. Uh, I know, and there's a lot of so bad blood. I and think it's personal. It's, I think, I think they could pull off a blow off here. But that means that. No, because then he has to get a rematch if Gargano wins. But that's why I think Ciampa wins. I think he just beats him outright. I say Gargano wins, wins and then maybe he gets a rematch. Maybe he wins it back. But I th- something just I, it, it goes against logic, but something just is nagging at me. I, I just got to go with it. I'm so. still saying that Ciampa holds on. That's NXT TakeOver Saturday night from the Barclays Center in Brooklyn on the WWE Network. 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. Should be should be a great card. So, um, elsewhere in pro wrestling, WWE has announced October 16th will be SmackDown 1000. You know, we had Raw 1000. We're going to have SmackDown 1000. October 16th, at the Capital One Arena in Washington D.C. Ha, that's my birthday. Maybe they'll send me. Hey, there you go. <laughs> well, you know, SummerSlam's my birthday, and I'm not. I'm not heading to New York. Yeah, but so. that's SummerSlam. There's only been like 30 of those. This is SmackDown 1000. That's true. <laughs> uh, I think I saw tickets go on sale like Friday. So, and I'm sure you'll get the assortment of legends, and I bet you will see The Rock. Because it is The Rock Show SmackDown. Yeah, I was just about to say, you can't have SmackDown 1000 without The Rock. Like, you feel that he has to show up in a video at the very least. Yeah, I agree. I know he's a busy man. Speaking of NXT, did you see who debuted on NXT television this past week? Keith Lee? Our man. Yeah, okay. Limitless one. I was like, did I miss somebody? Oh, (laughs) and I think they're doing it right. You know... Introduce the crowd to pieces of his offense. Those of us that have watched him, you know, forever and and know him personally, we know what he can do in the ring. We know how true it limitless is not just a catchphrase. It truly is him. Yeah, it's crazy how athletic he is, especially for his size. And I saw Brian. I, I know, and saw the backstage interview, and that's that same charm. That same smile. That I mean, I tell you what, that's of you know, all the times at Inspire it was always one of my always among my favorite times was being being able to talk to him after after a show and just, you know, chit chat. So could not be happier for the limitless one as NXT prepares to bask in his glory. Congratulations to the ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi, turning back time a little bit, defeating Kota Ibushi. He is your G1 champion. He will go to Wrestle Kingdom. That's what happens when you don't sign well, an exclusive contract. As of right now. 
It's true, though, right? What? I mean, as soon as you saw that pairing, though, you already knew that Tanahashi was going to win. No, I didn't know that. What do you mean you didn't know that? Well, I had a feeling, Abushi but... Bushi doesn't, uh, doesn't have a contract with them. It's not full-time. He doesn't? No, remember, he's like the free agent. He can go wherever... He can wrestle for DDT or New Japan. Oh, it's not exclusive, I so... Don't re- there was, recall it. I, I, that's why he hasn't held huh. any titles, Man. and... Uh, that's True. why I, as soon as I saw that pairing, I was like, eh, yeah. we already know that Tanahashi's going to win. Well, so Tanahashi, as of right now, will have the shot at the IWGP heavyweight title at Wrestle Kingdom in January. Now, I have seen he is already booked in a match where that title shot is on the line. And I forget who the other, it's a, it's a triple threat match, but I forget the other two competitors. Whether, you know, if he makes it, if he survives that, who he faces at Wrestle Kingdom could be Kenny Omega. Could be Okada. Did you see Okada and Gato split? Yeah. That was, that was. It's uh, been an interesting change after all the success that he has brought for him. But that's true. I guess that's true. the story course, has to move on. And we'll see Okada in a couple of weeks in Chicago at All In uh, to face Marty Skrull. I think that's just been a part of like his character arc, though. Now it's like the tremendous downfall where he's kind of been yeah. struggling a little bit. Yeah. And it's it's going to be interesting to see the story that they tell with Okada because, I mean, New Japan is really good about going with these long year stories where... The old school, let's just, you know, we're going to give you itty bitty pieces. Yeah, they'll just drag out loss after loss mm-hmm. after loss until yeah. it becomes a major factor and then he starts to make his triumph of uh You're right uh historic art. you know what else we're gonna see in chicago at all in so in fact if you watch i think is the latest episode of being the elite so you know that the bucks and kota Ibushi, the golden elite are booked in a six-man match with ray mysterio ray phoenix and bandito should be a fantastic match well hold on there's one member of golden elite left out Kenny yeah. Omega, the IWGP heavyweight champion. Oh, <laughs> did you see who his opponent is going to be? Oh, man, you know I already saw it. Oh, my goodness. I was like, this should be a good one. I'm interested. So interested. You've got the cleaner versus Cerro Miedo. Did I do that right? Yeah, I man. I was right. going to say, wow, dude, your accent's really Pentagon Jr. and Kenny Omega. Are you kidding me? It's gonna be that's that's gonna be insane. Like just like how long are they gonna go? How hard are oh they gonna go at each other? God, it's just like that's an awesome pairing. Like that's that's exciting. That's something that you don't see every day. No, that I mean, when I saw that match, when I saw that graphic drop, I, it was like okay, pick jaw off the floor. That was. Man, the crowd's going to be livid for that match. Oh my like God. for both guys, it's going to be. I mean, like well, this be, card is is. I mean, and we'll preview it in a couple of weeks before before all in. But this card, oh my God, this is this is like what we would see with Wrestle Circus if they could book anybody they wanted. Pretty much, I mean, I, this because I know Al had talked forever about. If if Kenny Omega was able to be booked, he would have booked him. Oh, of course. You know, I mean, the, I, anybody who's been watching professional wrestling, uh, that not just WWE, obviously for like the last three right. years, knew that, that Kenny Omega was going to be the next the next big thing. Like yeah. he, he, as soon as he had to replace AJ, it was like he's set. He's mm-hmm. set to finally get that breakout, and he's just been 
killing it ever since. He Just has. show after show after show, big time, each time. And in this match against... <laughs> Pentagon. Wow, I'm just like this could get really brutal, but it's going to be a lot of fun just oh, because be this is not a pairing that you get every day. And I think that's been one of my complaints about independent pro wrestling, especially for all the major cards that we see, uh, Ring of Honor, even in New Japan, in some cases, and of course, like with PWG and stuff. It's like, well, I see most of these guys mm-hmm. everywhere else. Yeah. So what's the difference? And between you see the matchups. You know, some of the same matchups over somewhere over. here in Texas. So right. I'm like, what's the difference between me seeing it there right. if I already saw it? But this, this is truly one of those like, hey, this is one of those like, if I was booking this, I would make a match like this because yeah. you hadn't seen it yet. Yeah. You know, and we mentioned Jay Lethal will defend the Ring of Honor Championship. Against the winner of the over the budget battle royal, um, and, and in fact, Kerry Silken uh, talked to him. He's he will be there because that's tradition. He is there whenever the Ring of Honor champion defends the title at a big event. So, so it's I mean, this is shaping up to be one of those cards that uh, you're going to want to see it, whether it's live at the Sears Center Arena in Chicago or on pay per view or on Fight TV or on Honor Club. It's it's a can't miss card. It really is, and uh, you know it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic to be there. I've been. It's so funny. I've talked to so many podcast hosts uh, that are going to be on Podcast Row over there. You know, some of the radio hosts. I talked to our man Dave Lagreca. He and Bully Ray are going to do a breakfast with Busted Open <laughs> that Friday. So the fr- their Friday bro- their Friday regular broadcast that they do eight to eleven on SiriusXM Fight Nation, not Rush. Fight Nation um, is going to be a breakfast thing there in in Chicago. I think Fight Nation is a much better name. I agree. You know, with all Rush the stuff they do. Weird. Well, all the stuff they do with combat sports, it makes sense. So, but yeah, this is going to be this going to be one of those gatherings that you know is going to be really special. So, and and again, sports guys talking wrestling, proud to be all in, proud to be a part of Starcast and all in. We're going to be there. Um, so it should be a lot of fun. And, uh, of course, StarCast uh, will uh, just all the different events and the and the different meet and greets and panels. And good Lord, there's going to be so much to consume over three days. Well, four days, technically. They'll run into Sunday. I'll be flying back because we've got Inspire Pro Wrestling that night. By the way, did you see King of Swerves coming back to Austin? Yep. Shane Strickland is going to face Ricky Starks. It's going to be a great match. That's going to be fantastic. We'll have to we'll preview that in two weeks, along with All In, because of course Inspire Pro Wrestling coming up on September second at the AFS Cinema. So uh, should be it's going to be a fun two to three weeks. Plus, of course, football. <laughs> yeah, it's it's football season. So when we come back. We're going to let you know what's happening on in, in independent wrestling around the state. You're listening to Sports Guys Talking Wrestling on the Cheap Pops Podcast Network. This is the Limitless Keith Lee, and you're now basking in the glory of Sports Guys Talking Wrestling. Keith Lee, the man of the hour, the king of the ring. Sports guys talking wrestling on the horn 1049 AM 1260. Stu Myrick, Justin, Jason, wow. Justin Smash Simmons. Uh, it's a common it, mistake. It is. Well, and especially my brother. You know, by the way, uh, thanks to everybody for the well wishes. My brother 
going through some health issues up in East Texas. So, uh, best best wishes to him. Well, uh, you know, today's the one year anniversary of uh, Ric Flair going into the hospital right. and coming back out all right. And That's right. So, you know, hoping for the same thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hoping, hopefully, he'll he'll be kicking pretty soon. This weekend, you know, the third weekend of the month is always seems to be like the heavy weekend in independent wrestling. There's a bunch of shows going on, so we're going to let you know a few of those that's happening in and around the state of Texas. And we're going to start Thursday night. Dallas Championship Wrestling presents Volume 10, The Future Is Now. That'll be Thursday night at the Stagecoach Ballroom in Fort Worth. Bell time, 7.30 p.m. Among those scheduled to appear, Randy Wayne, the outlaw, the unholy Gregory James, the DCW champion. Steve Arena is going to be there. A little, uh, little taste of Mr. Inspire Pro down in, up in Dallas. And Thunder Rosa will yeah. be there. So that's Dallas Championship Wrestling Thursday night at the Stagecoach Ballroom in Fort Worth. Thunder Rosa, she's been busy. She has been busy. She's got to, you know, recruit, you know, rebuild her reptile tribe and everything. She's everywhere. Right she now. is everywhere. Friday night, we will start in Brian. There's a couple of cards. Starting Brian, Lions Pride Sports presents High Voltage Friday night at the Brazos County Expo Center in Brian. Bell time, 7.30 p.m. Among those scheduled to appear, WWE Hall of Famer Rikishi will be there. The Machine Brian Cage will be there. Chris Masters will be there. Moonshine Mantel. The former NWA World Heavyweight Champion Rob Conway will be there. Well, Should be a fantastic card. It's going to be uh, Brian Cage going against Chris Masters in their main event. So I'm I, looking forward to that. I saw that. And Rob Conway will face Mike Dell for the Lions Pride Championship. Yeah, the new and improved Mike uh, That's right. Mike Dell. One man. So that's Lions Pride Sports Friday night in Brian. And then also Friday night in Sherman, Texoma Pro Wrestling presents Hot August Nights at the Sherman Elks Lodge there in Sherman. Bell time, 8 p.m. Among those scheduled to appear, Vordell Walker, Adam Asher, the Lone Star Apocalypse, Jerome Daniels, Tim Storm, and yours truly, <laughs> filling in once again as a ring announcer. This time, Jerome, keep your distance. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, Texoma Pro Wrestling, Friday night, be there with me. In Sherman. And then Saturday night, Hurricane Pro Wrestling presents live pro wrestling at the Beaumont Civic Center. Bell time, 7 p.m. Ricky Starks, Rex Andrews, Ashton Jacobs, and Steve Arino. Double shot for Steve Arino That's this right. week. He's going to be busy. So let's look at independent wrestling in and around Texas this weekend. Should be a lot of fun. Justin Simmons, the... The throw-in, Sunday mornings, 9 a.m. Every week passes, I get a feeling Austin's going to pull the same thing with the Columbus crew that they did with the, what was it, the Phoenix whatever that were going to be the Austin Sound. Oh, I, I, get this. Saying, I thought they were going to be called the Austin Swing. The Austin Swing, that's what it was. Yes. Okay, because see, man, I was like, that's don't right, tell me that. Right. I've been telling that story because yeah. you told me that story, yeah. and I've been using that ever since... Like six months ago, where I'm like, is ATX the council going to kind of flub this up, and we're going to have an Austin swing situation? Do you see the story today? Mark Wahlberg is looking to possibly buy the Columbus Grew 
so that he can keep them in Columbus. Yeah, I, I, there's a whole lot there, going on. He's interested. I, mean, in I was more, I was more interested in the fact that one of the council members who's been strongly against this decided to, on her own accord, apparently, to use her own money to fly to Columbus to go see how things are in Columbus before making this vote on, hmm. uh, well, essentially what will be Wednesday morning. Yeah. So by the time people hear this we will either have a major league soccer team here in austin or we won't have one right here in austin we do have a usl team yes. you were out there at coda thanks for the hat by the way yes. the austin bold uh, and yeah and, and it, it looks like it's going to be a, a good squad i mean they have a good head coach uh they have some really nice veteran players that have some nice name recognition to them to a lot of fans yeah. that really follow the game and it's good it's it's good to know that Austin's going to have professional soccer regardless of what happens uh, with the city council vote. But, I mean, for people that aren't accustomed to what how soccer works in this country, it's kind of like the USL, though, is still kind of like AAA. But it's right. kind of like seeing the equivalent of the Round Rock Express. Exactly. Where exactly. if we do have MLS, that is the equivalent of having the Texas Rangers or the mm-hmm. Houston Astros in town. Right. But right. at least for soccer. That's so we'll true. see what happens. We'll see what happens. Are we going to be a pro sports town? <laughs> A, a major league pro sports town. Yeah, I mean, no disrespect we to got, major league rugby we've or got, the we've got all ultimate the, team. Well, we've got all the minor, we've got all the minor, we've got the Round Rock Express, we got the Austin Tor or excuse me, Austin Spurs. They'll always be the Austin Toros to me, uh, and we've got the Texas Stars. Yeah, and now we've got the Austin Bold. But are we going to move up into that realm of you know top major league? tier American sports? Yeah. And then, again, no disrespect to Major League Rugby. I know they just finished their inaugural season, yeah, but, and we have yeah. the Austin Elite. Yeah. But it, that's still one of those fringe games here in America that it you is. know still hasn't caught the entire public eye just yet. You're right. You're in, right. in due time. So great game. Sunday morning, nine a.m. The throw in. Justin, Kit, Zach, the whole crew. We'll see how it goes. It could see be, how it uh, goes. It'll be either very exciting or we'll be having a, uh, what's that thing that they have awake? Yeah. <laughs> One of the two. Um, as I mentioned, Friday night, I'll be up in Sherman for Texoma Pro Wrestling, uh, filling in as a ring announcer. Uh, happy to do it. Robert Langdon, uh, they do such a fantastic job there. And it's always a great card. And the folks there are, are, are really wonderful. So. Uh, I'll text Homer Pro. I'll see you guys Friday night in Sherman. Have you picked out your tie yet? Uh, I think I'm going to go silver this this time. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm going to go silver. So and that'll do it for this week's Sports Guys Talking Wrestling. You can follow Justin the Smash Simmons on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at the Smash Simmons. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Stu Myrick. That's S T E W M Y R I C K. You can follow the show on Twitter at S G T W A T X. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Sports Guys Talking Wrestling. We are proud to be the official broadcast partner of the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. And we're proud to be a part of the Cheap Pops Podcast Network. And we are proud to be part of the daily lineup you hear every day. On the flagship station for the Texas Longhorns, we are the Horn 1049 AM 1260. Catch us Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Central on the Horn. Or you can catch us anytime by going to hornfm.com and click on the On Air tab or by subscribing to us on your favorite podcast platform. You are listening to one of the official songs for All In. It's simply titled All In from Papa Buck himself, Matthew Lee Massey. You can get that on iTunes and Spotify. For Justin, I'm Stu. Thank you so much to Carrie Silken and Joe Koff from Ring of Honor for giving us some of their time. 
And thank you for giving us a little bit of your time tonight. Until next time, we will see you at the matches. Goodbye and good night.